Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Nabs. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and usually what you would hear next is Jennifer Landa saying, I'm Jennifer Landa. Uh, sadly for us, but great for Jennifer, uh, she has taken a couple weeks off. She will be back soon. Uh, we miss her already, and I hope, Ken, that you and I can struggle through the news uh, together. We'll hold one another up. <laughs> uh, wind beneath our wings, all those kind of things. Um <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, Jennifer will be back uh, soon, like Joseph said. And uh, we all should, uh, all should say at this point that, uh, Joseph, our, our schedule might be a little lighter in the couple weeks, uh, next couple weeks. We just wanted people to know that. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we we normally do news. We do cues. We try to do a deep dive. Certainly when a show, uh, a new show is running, 
uh, or like we were talking about visions uh, the last couple of weeks and a fun show like databank dive been doing the figure fight show on youtube and we're going to get back to that level but uh, for the next couple of weeks it might be a little bit lighter as we uh, plan for uh, some some new things for four center and also just busy with some life stuff. I'm working on that short film that I've been uh, promoting the Kickstarter for. Thank you, everyone who has supported that and got some family stuff going on. And you're busy juggling some new jobs too, right, Ken? Yeah, absolutely. Doing some new work, finishing up some old work, and, uh, and <laughs> just got back from a, a trip myself, a wedding trip, uh, which was a lot of fun. We'll talk about more. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just a good time to maybe take our, our feet off the gas and uh, just kind of uh, gear up for what's coming. So we want to let you all know. And all that really means, Joseph, is that they're going to have time. You out there listening will have more time to listen to audiobooks, which is why it's a good time to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, as always, however, four center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Also, uh, we uh, have a, our ass segment and a lot of stuff is going on over at Patreon. And, and that's kind of where we're focusing on right now. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the thing that we are not taking our foot off the gas on because uh, the, the titular character would, would never take their foot off the gas. Uh, that is our Indiana Jones podcast that we're doing on Patreon. Indiana Jones in the Perilous Podcast. In fact, we're recording our episode about The Last Crusade this week, and I can't wait to rewatch it. Can't wait to talk about it. If you want to join us on Patreon for that journey, it is patreon.com slash four center. Uh, we're doing these Indiana Jones in the Perilous Podcast episodes, building up to the release of Dial of Destiny. A little bit after the release of Dial of Destiny, those episodes will be uh, uh, made available to the public. But if you want to join us on the Indiana Jones journey or join us on the Indiana Jones journey, <laughs> you can do that <laughs> by going to patreon.com slash four center. Jennifer's not here and everything's falling apart. Uh, speaking of Jennifer, the other thing that we want to say about Patreon is we just want to uh, say thank you again for helping us get to uh, one of our most recent goals, which was to have uh, the time, the funds, so that Jennifer could work on a YouTube show that is going to be premiering on Monday, July 17th. It's going to run for five weeks. It's going to be called The Jedi Beat. It's going to be a mix of old and new audio. It is going to be Jennifer doing her PBS meet Star Wars. Great investigative, but still very, very fun journalistic study of topics in Star Wars. Yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. Uh, and you all made that possible. Yeah, we're going to get through this. I, I, I haven't really used uh, my... Uh, uh, brain, my heart, and my uh, vocal cords to podcast in a while. So I feel it's been like six days since we've recorded, which seems yeah. like a millennium because we normally record uh, more frequently. Yeah, indeed, 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 indeed. Well, uh, we'll get to uh, the news here uh, shortly, but we always do like to catch up. Life Adventures, Star Wars Adventures. And uh, yeah, we're both uh, wonderfully busy, blessed to be busy uh, with some of the things going on and other things uh, are, are just life. But uh, Joseph, did Star Wars find you in any of it? It did. It did. Um, I got some uh, good news uh, on a project that I, I can't share the good news yet. Uh, but my uh, slight action figure, mm, I'm not going to say hoarding. I'm going to say uh, saving for the winter months like a squirrel mm -hmm. with a nut. Uh, I, I will order things from eBay or Amazon or Entertainment Earth and I'll remember which figures in which box. But I'll just kind of put them in a corner and wait for a special moment. Uh, and I got good news on Friday night about a project 
and I'd had an action figure that I'd coveted for a long time that I'd found at a reasonable price on eBay. Uh, it is one of the 50th uh, Lucasfilm anniversary figures. They did all those special mm-hmm. figures. And one of the things they did is they did a bunch of six inch black series figures, but they put them in the packaging style of old three and three quarter mm. package styles. Uh, right. So they did one in the Clone Wars packaging style where the back of the card is a, a clone helmet in this figure to absolutely no one's surprise is Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's, it's a mm. great black series Obi-Wan Kenobi in his clone early Clone Wars look with all of the armor over the Jedi robes, uh, but it's done entirely in a realistic style. And it is not only the best, but for me, one of the only action figures that does actually look like Ewan McGregor. <laughs> actually there. <laughs> so it's a mighty accomplishment. Uh, it, it was a, it was a, it's been a, a busy time, a good time, but also a stressful time. So I just had a great Friday night. I got good news. Uh, my wife made me a martini and I did a little photo shoot with my new Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that was a, that was one way that Star Wars found me. That's wonderful. Well, that's wonderful. Good news and figures. That's a, it's a, it's a book title and also a way to live life. <laughs> exactly. And you had some adventures. I will, uh, wow. I, I don't want to spoil anything that you do or don't want to share, mm-hmm. but I saw some adventures on social media. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, a lot of fun. Uh, privileged to be invited to a wedding of a friend, a couple of friends of ours, uh, Brian Perez and uh, Laura Luke. Uh, some of you might know if you, you follow me around uh, the old Schmo, Schmo's world, everything you might know, Amateur Films, The Wangers, Cody Hall, Christian Rubicamba, Brian Perez. Uh, so uh, we were all out there for that. Mark Ellis officiated the wedding. It was on mm-hmm. Catalina Island, which in 25 years in Los Angeles, I've never taken the 45-minute a boat ride out to the island. Um, finally got to do it, and um, it's a it's a nice you know coastal beach town experience as well as some uh, mountains, some wildlife, some red foxes, some deers. Uh, so we did it all. It was one of those where like one hour would be the most relaxing hour of my year. I just got to <laughs> sit there, listen to the ocean, in, in a uh, resort hotel kind of balcony setting, reading a book, uh, and then the next minute you were uh, you know being rushed into a karaoke bar to do shots and eat bad food. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just, uh, I want to go back to the couch. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun indeed, but I did have a little star Wars, uh, you know, got to chat with some folks about star Wars. Cause you're doing the, you know, hi, hi, who are you thing? And eventually mm. or center or something comes up. So that was always fun to, to find some star Wars in the wild, but I really did find star Wars in the wild. At one point I had to, had to go for a little walk to, to, to between the two places. Uh, uh, the group of friends was staying. And put in some headphones because it's going to be, you know, a, a little bit of a walk through through uh, uh, the neighborhood and up and down some hills, you know. So it was exercise. It felt like exercise. So I put on <laughs> put on the headphones. But it was, it was, you know, so I'm listening to my normal rock music. But the old uh, I, iPod, uh, well, I, iPod, like I'm seventy. Uh, the old uh, iPhone music shuffle uh, worked again when uh, suddenly Ray's theme popped on. And when I'm going for a walk and it's with a little bit of a burning calorie purpose, I, I, I like, I don't really stop for the star Wars music, right? Sometimes I'll do the old skip, but it, it showed up, started playing. I was like, what a perfect time to enjoy Ray's theme. The, the force awakens bouncy, hopeful living on Jakku and a whole story in front of her version. The, the, the first version we all heard and just walking through the Hills ocean to my left, uh, deer and red foxes to my, uh, right. Mm. It was very relaxing and kind of um, 
you know, uh, connected to the the hopeful part of that song, uh, that theme uh, that that uh, we all love so much. So Star Wars uh, pops up even when you don't plan. It's there. That's great. I You should now just carry a lightsaber at all times to uh, act <laughs> out in case Ray's theme comes up on on your yeah. iPad shuffle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do. I, I did want to share one other life adventure mm-hmm. that is only very, very marginally uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars related. Um, I think it's Star Wars related in terms of uh, uh, the thematic lessons that I got from it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, this is this is a story, uh, Ken, about Thrawn uh, mm-hmm. as played briefly by Pierce Brosnan on a poster. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I'm joking about that Star Wars celebration poster where Thrawn was uh, painted to look like Pierce Brosnan and everybody was like casting reveal and I think the artist was just like I did, it was a live action Thrawn and I like Pierce Brosnan so I just I just did that <laughs> just did uh, yeah longtime fan of Pierce Brosnan from you know as a kid watching him on Remington Steel uh, mm-hmm. up through to huge James Bond fan and I think he does a fabulous job in, in those films uh, mm-hmm. anyway Long story short, um, some mutual friends uh, that are also big James Bond fans uh, posted on Friday that he was having an art exhibit of his Mm -hmm. paintings in Los Angeles. Uh, And my wife and I reworked what we're doing that day so we could go to it. Um, And it was really powerful. Uh, I I really loved his art. It ranged from the the fun and whimsical to the really powerful and and painful, uh, some paintings Mm -hmm. about cancer which is a uh, first wife uh passed from cancer uh to like self-portraits a portrait of bob dylan uh fun weird experimental stuff really peaceful kind of mm-hmm. surreal landscapes i thought the art was all legitimately great and if i'd just been going to the exhibit i'd be like this is really great interesting mm-hmm. stuff um the the exhibit was called so many dreams which was the title of one of his great paintings um, if people are interested, I think the website is still up. Uh, you can just search for so many dreams and there's a short film about 14 minutes long about his journey with painting. Mm. I'd never known he was a painter. And mm. basically the journey was, <laughs> uh, mm. that he had started out wanting to do visual art, got distracted by acting, kind of had, you know, some success there. Uh, kind of unsure about sharing his work because he's you know mm. not trained and is are people going to judge him and all that and decided uh at 70 years old to not be shy about it and have his first first art exhibit that's um, great so just it really ma- reminded me of a lot of the things that that we talk about with uh older characters being featured in star wars that you know mm. y- your journey's never done that um f- fear is something that can hold all of us back at times and it manifests in lots of different ways um, that training is important, but also just reaching out, connecting, doing things is important. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was just moving because, you know, gorgeous international superstar. (laughs) Here's James Bond Brosnan. If he can be a little insecure, uh, we can all be a little insecure sometimes. Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, think I, yeah, I saw you post a little bit of that and that's, that's, uh, that's great. I love that kind of stuff, man. I love the, I love the gear shifts late in life or the gear shifts at any point or trying something new or just always having uh, so many different ways to express yourself uh, at your fingertips. It's wonderful stuff. That's great. Yeah. It was really moving in, in, Hey, I'm happy for Lars Mickelson as Thrawn, but I think Pierce Brosnan would have done a good job too. 
<laughs> would have been a different take and I would have loved it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and maybe more in line with how I would have thought Thrawn would have hit the screen in, in 1991, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone who kept saying, that's, that's perfect for Jack Nicholson. Uh <laughs> Pierce, a great job. Great job. Well, uh, let's get to some Star Wars news. And I really um, uh, love your words there on, on Pierce Brosnan and, and and getting out there and sharing a story, kind of living life, because I think we all were reminded this weekend um, the uh, preciousness of life and uh, how temporary this all truly is. The Star Wars family uh, and as well as uh, fans all around the world and, you know, Stevenson family themselves uh, suffered a great loss this week when, when uh, actor Ray Stevenson passed away while shooting Casino in Ashia in Italy. The exact cause of death is unknown presently. And, you know, quite frankly to me, uh, not part of the discussion. It's just the loss is the discussion. And, and mm-hmm. he was 58. Of course, Stevenson, uh, no stranger to the Star Wars world, voiced Gar Saxon in Rebels and then came back for the Clone Wars, and uh, of course, one of his final roles will be as the mysterious villain, Balin Skull in Ahsoka. We just all saw him at Star Wars Celebration, and I think that's part of the reason I feel uh, a little extra affected by this one as well. So, talk about the the thoughts of Stevenson, a father of three passing, and, and what we loved about his presence at Star Wars Celebration and, and uh, him in the trailer for Ahsoka. All those kind of things, uh, you know, we're excited, but then this reality, Joseph... Uh, uh, appears here. So what's your thoughts on the passing of Ray Stevenson? Yeah, it's, it, it's incredibly sad. Um, I think because for, for lots of reasons, first and foremost, just a, a human passing, a, a father of three mm-hmm. uh, going suddenly um, we're in this new era and we have been for quite a long time where we all can grieve publicly together. Yeah. And sometimes when those happen, it's, you know, because somebody who's a living legend in like 98 years old past, and that is sad, mm-hmm. but we are celebrating them and looking back on their legacy. 58 is, is a, a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 58 is, is very young in, in my opinion, like we we're just talking about here's, mm-hmm. here's Brosnan in starting out <laughs> with a new side of himself at 70 years old. Um, you're alive until you're not alive uh, and you're active until you're not active. And the 58 part of it was, was a gut punch uh, for me. And I think exactly like you're saying, I, I have some, some more thoughts on his presence at star Wars celebration and, and my personal reaction based on what I, what I do and don't know of his work. Um, but it, it, it's hard when, for, from our perspective as Star Wars fans, whether we knew his work well or didn't know his work well, we as Star Wars fans were on the beginning of our journey with him. Yeah. Maybe people knew him as Gar Saxon, but like at Star Wars Celebration, he was a part of the announcement of Ahsoka. We got to see him on screen. He was a presence and it was, yep, you've been Gar Saxon. But now this is something different. Everybody's going to recognize you. You're always going to be a part of Star Wars. You can come back to Celebration, you know, forever and have lines around the block uh, for photos. You're in it now, man. And you, the audience, if you didn't know this guy before or or you did, here's the beginning of a new relationship. He's a Star Wars actor now. He's got a lightsaber and he's cool. Let's go. I think that's what's really hard about it is that was the beginning of a relationship from our perspective as fans. 
I really agree with that. And, and yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about celebration here in a, in a moment, but yeah, this was uh, while on vacation, this news broke and you know, I'm having one of those, you know, as I was trying to describe it, we all have those moments where you, where if you get a chance to stop and catch your breath and look out, whether it's the ocean, snowy mountains, the desert, some part of this wonderful world, right? You have those kind of like, oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling connected. And, and this happens. And, you know, I, I um, know him. I know of his work and, and I've seen him in a lot of things. I, I love his stuff. And the, the other guys, one of my favorite uh, little comedy movies there, but I did, you know, I, I didn't know his work uh, intimately and, 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 uh, was excited, as you said, to get to know him more, but to see him up on stage in, in that, that age, not to age ourselves, Joseph, but I, we're closer to 58 than we were not. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I still think I'm the 22 year old that moved to LA. I am not. And, you know, this is one of those, like, you know, uh, I understand death. I understand all that kind of stuff, but you know, I had a little bit, it affected me in a way in large part because of, what we just saw at Star Wars Celebration as we transition into what we felt of him there. Um, there was something about him. He's 6'3". He's a big presence. He had that white shirt on, that green and black scarf that's in all the photos that you're seeing right now. And he just came out there. And this is a guy. And yes, he, he was Gar Saxon, but not as many people watch those shows. Sadly, not as many people even know that character or know that he did that. And it was in a room uh, in a recording studio. And taking, you know, it's a smaller part, a little appearance. And to see him, um, someone, again, of 58, who had a long career, experience Star Wars fandom in that way. It was full of life. The moment was full of life. And you do kind of have that, like, wow, I was, it was just last month. Like, how, so I, it kind of bummed me out it, it more than uh, other recent uh, passings of, of, of celebrities that we don't know, right? Um, we just know them as names. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, that was the biggest thing I enjoyed is is that this guy with this long career, with this long, long list of roles he's played and, and a lot of life he's accomplished, was you could tell he was blown away and just overwhelmed to feel that love at Celebration. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really agree with that. And to be totally honest, you know, I knew Gar Saxon. I knew his role as Volsteg in Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't seen some of the other things that that people have absolutely love in his work. I haven't seen the other guys. I haven't seen Rome. Oh, uh, and for me, when an actor comes into Star Wars, I always pay a little bit more attention. And and mm-hmm. I like their work and I appreciate their work and I'm a normal human about it, but it's also, you know, fun for me to see like the movie Annihilation, which is a fabulous movie. And then, you know, go, I'm going to go see uh, Padme and Poe in a troubled marriage. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of a, a jokey thing, but it's a true thing of like, I was, I was so excited to know his, his work more in the past and in the future. And a big part of that was, uh, also, he looks amazing in in the in Ahsoka, yeah, 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 in the show. And we don't know who this character is yet. We don't know what the character's fate is in Ahsoka. We don't know if that character is going to be a fan favorite character. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're all clamoring for uh, give Balin his own Disney Plus show, and yeah. that all those possibilities being tied off as part of it. Uh, but you're right, the vibe at Celebration. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it was his presence, and this this is what's. I'm trying to think of the right analogy for it. Like Star Wars Celebration is this party where people who who come regularly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they have their lightsabers, 
they're dressed up as Mandalorians and, and Padme and a million other things. And they've got inside jokes like the running of Railroad Hood. But then there's also like, and anybody from any other party is welcome. Yeah. yeah. And when a new actor is introduced to the world of Star Wars and they come in with their own vibe and their own energy, it's like somebody wandered in from a different party <laughs> and then everybody cheers for them. <laughs> and the way that he walked in with his just his great gravitas, his great presence, but also honestly just looking like he just walked in after, you know, grilling some meat on a beach. Right. <laughs> uh, the open shirt, uh, yeah. the the necklace, the 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 just fun devil may care scarf and look. And the fact that he had that presence that could have been like, uh, I'm an actor and I'm yeah, yeah. doing a Star Wars and I, I have to do this. So I'll, I'll, you know, say hello and wave at the nerds. There was none of that energy, right? It was like mm-hmm. wild. Everybody yeah. told me it would be this, that yeah. you haven't even seen my performance yet and you're screaming for me. Everybody mm-hmm. told me it would be this, but it's amazing to experience it. Thank you for the love. Mm-hmm. Um, to mm-hmm. me that, that he had one of those vibes of like, this is amazing. I'm happy to be here. I realize what this is now. I realize how much love there is here. Yeah. It makes you think of Carl Weathers of 2019. You know, here's Apollo Creed showing up to this party. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and there was a lot of like, welcome, you're finally here. And and I think, um, that, yeah, that is so compatible. We'll, we'll talk uh, about the trailer, of course, here. But that is so compatible. I, 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 I think he was the highlight for me because of what you're talking about. I, I mean that seriously, which is why I think I was a little affected uh, even more on Sunday of just – the the joy uh, was over overtaking him, and, and even you know Lars comes out and you know is a little emotional by it too. This is a, mm-hmm. a quiet performer that rarely leaves his his homeland to go work <laughs> and go to L.A. to do this, and 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 that just makes me think of 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 the Star Wars fandom and for all the uh, negative stuff that's always out there and always will be out there. This is this is what we do. This is what we do. We celebrate and we open our arms and you're all welcome. Come to the table. And and it, you just felt that. You just felt that. And then you slide into the trailer and I had no idea what to expect from his character, right? And no mm-hmm. idea. I yeah, people thought he was going to be Thrawn and then he's this whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. 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 And I hadn't, been, I hadn't been following a lot of those. Oh, he might be this. He might be that. He might be an officer. He might be this, you know, a villain or not. I, I, don't, I don't remember if I knew that. But just the image with the... Uh, orangey, as we now know, the orangey lightsabers, the, the the costume, and all that kind of stuff, and, and the name Balon Skull. I mean, I was uh, it was blown away by that too, and and that may help make the trailer for me. It, his presence immediately brought some some depth um, to uh, what was always already going to be something I was excited for, but I was it was the, the thing, Joseph, like, whoa, we got it, we got it. this is not what I was expecting, and this just makes it more epic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point too. And I think a really big part of it of like, yeah, he could have been another, like whenever it is a, an accomplished actor cast and we don't know what we're all like, uh, I don't know, Imperial officer, maybe Um, anybody with gravitas, like, I don't know, maybe Imperial. Uh, But so much of the Ahsoka uh, hype and excitement is understandably reconnecting with characters, seeing them in live action the first time mm-hmm. Hera, mm-hmm. Sabine, uh, Ahsoka herself, who, who, who is going to play Thrawn that Ray Stevenson's presence had this extra injection of energy of like, we're so excited to see what we know. And then who the hell is Balon? What is that about? Is yeah. it was this great new energy. 
I really agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was, say, someone else walked in here. Who, who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, not much more to, to say. It's sad. It, it's tragic. Like I said, the, 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 the cause of death isn't isn't known. Um, and a lot more information has yet to come out. And and uh, at this point, though, that doesn't matter. It's all about the loss of, of this human being. We, we, mm-hmm. we were all set to love and will love more and help keep the legacy going. So that's our look at Ray Stevenson. Any final thoughts there, Joseph, before we move on? I think a uh, final thought for me is just like, yes, the, the most important thing about this is the, the, the loss of a human life. And um, I, I wanted to process it in honest terms for me as, as a star Wars fan. And then I have a, a relationship with different actors mm. because of that perspective, but really want to underline. Yes, that is by far the most important thing is that a life was lost. Uh, Indeed. And we'll have a chance to continue to celebrate as the series comes our way. All right. Transitioning to business news. As we discuss this, uh, I thought about, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I thought about not including this, but it just, (laughs) I also while on vacation, I occasionally pick up the phone and was like, Oh yeah, Oh, this is happening. Uh, But the galactic star cruiser hotel is set to close. Disney announced last week that the galactic star cruiser hotel will have its final flight in September and will be shut down after only 18 months. This comes as part of the sweeping cost-cutting measures still ongoing at Disney. And of course, uh, that's affecting jobs, and this will affect jobs as well. Uh, with the WGA strike still going, uh, maybe SAG DGA strikes to come. Who knows? There's a lot of business talk going around, and Disney's always going to be at the center of it there. Um, but this was also the loss of uh, a Star Wars thing, and something that uh, not everyone got to experience. Yes, the price to attend was a little high, which probably contributed to this um, maybe not working out as much as uh, people designed here and planned. Uh, but uh, we ourselves never got to stay in the Halcyon, as it's called, of course, in canon. Uh, but thoughts, Joseph, on uh, this being shut down and the business of it all. In the well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you included it because uh, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and they're, they're complicated. I think the place that I want to start is, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I have a friend who works on the ship as a cast member. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I have other people who are friends to acquaintances uh, uh, spectrum who are involved, who have been involved in developing it, casting it, keeping it running. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to own that I have a, a personal take and a personal perspective. Uh, but even in the press release that Disney put out, they made it clear of this has been a tremendous artistic and experience success. It is mm-hmm. one of, if not the highest rated, one of the highest rated uh, visitors are happy, thrilled mm-hmm. with the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend over the months uh, has without giving any spoilers or saying anything that she's not supposed to has described interactions with families, with Mm -hmm. children, with people who are well aware we are spending a bonkers amount of money Mm -hmm. for a once in a lifetime experience. And you gave that to us truly deeply empowering, Mm -hmm. uh, impactful. Uh, I know that the actual experience delivered the kind of things that, that you and I talk about um, on Force Center and that we hear about from listeners of those times where Star Wars touches your life mm. and makes a difference. Um, so I start 
from there of there's the business side of it and there's the expense side of it. And that all can be discussed, should be discussed, should be analyzed. But I wanted to start from this point of respect that whether or not it was a good business decision by Disney, the company asked humans, artists, creative people to design a theme entertainment experience that went to a level that has never been accomplished by Disney before. Mm. And the creatives and the humans involved knocked it out of the park and made something amazing. Mm. And I want to respect that. And there is, there's a, there are opinions and I think legitimate discussion about how expensive should things be? How accessible should they be? What is a good business decision? I think those are all valid and important conversations. But then also, this has always been the target of snark and anger. Not, hmm, could some of those uh, assets that they developed be put in Galaxy's Edge so they're more accessible? Um, Should they have found a way to lower the cost? Not legitimate to me conversations, but just snark. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of things that have made galactic star cruiser a, a snark target <laughs> yes yeah. it's the sequel era and you know as always we say totally fine if you don't like the sequel era but there are people who are uh, actively hateful about disliking mm-hmm. it um uh, because the the captain uh character on the ship is a woman uh there's ridiculous kathleen kennedy connections ridiculous talking mm-hmm. points about Kathleen Kennedy needing to have a self-insert character. You know, just ridiculous stuff. I think also, uh, because it's family-friendly, sometimes there are those uh, fans who only like the dark, brutal side of Star Wars. If it's not a Sith Lord, it's kiddie stuff. And there's so much about Galactic Star Cruiser that is family-friendly. It is uh, about progress. It is about empowering people and telling an empowering story from everything I can gather. So I think it's got a lot of targets on its back. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be careful when discussing what I think are good things to discuss about it from a business perspective that I'm not giving cover for people who are just snarkily attacking it and having snide comments about who could have seen this coming about time or ha ha it failed. Like there's so much of that snark attitude that I, I just want to make sure that I'm not a part of that. Yeah. Which is uh, dominates so much of our world beyond star Wars. And I agree with you. And, and these stories get boiled down into little um, jokes, uh, little headlines. Um, and yeah. And so much was work. So much work was put into this. And one of the things for me is I, you know, I didn't pay attention much to the the hotel uh in the sense of you know um i would would i ever get there i don't know we'll figure it out uh we love some of the tie-in stuff the princess and the scoundrel book which was a tie-in to this is ended up being one of our favorites um but in reading uh, more of the story i was um i guess in a way shocked but shocked because of exactly what you're talking about joseph is this didn't get discussed that it was the 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 returns on it the 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 surveys the the, the people who actually experienced it was like this this was a win um, and I think history has uh, it will it will it will erase that right, and will erase mm-hmm. the, the the memories that were created. And and I totally agree with you. That. I mean, there was a reason I wasn't planning on going there. I, I that's a lot of allowance money and all those kind of things. But even to hear some of the creatives talking about it, this could be one of those things where um, 
you know, whatever was, whatever they were trying to attempt with this hotel, this might've been the, this one walks or the other ones runs type of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's something to be looked at, celebrated, picked apart, dissected, studied, put back (laughs) together. Sure. Yeah. I agree with it. It's, it's a weird time for the business of it all. We know there's a lot going on, like we said, Um, but I, I enjoy you bringing in the human touch. Um, it's, it's the same. And, and the reasons why, and the reasons why, um, um, that we face a lot of that, even, even when you, when you go out of that star Wars bubble and, and people just have a long list of things are ready to use against star Wars. Um, so I think that all factors in and, and again, factors into the fact of like, yeah, I, it, it was like, Oh, this is shut down. That makes, that ma- I guess that makes sense because that's all I knew about it. Cause that's all that's out there. Not yeah. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I and I think getting into some of the, you know, actual discussion of price and accessibility mm-hmm. and where else could the effort in the technology go, um, mm-hmm. I do think it was it was bonkers expensive. It, it was yeah. very, very difficult to get to. It wasn't something like, uh, yeah, I'll stretch your budget a little bit and every family yeah. can go. Um, I think that's happening to the theme parks in general. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think with this one, with Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, the other thing that I, I takes I disagree with that it was a cash grab or a gouge. Uh, mm-hmm. It it is it's really high end, but it's the the cast the new tech <laughs> they designed mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. tell the story. Uh, the specialized food and lodging. Um, it, it was a really expensive vacation. A uh, person on Facebook made what was to me a good analogy about a way to look at it is this is this was a top tier mega event so if going to galaxy's edge is like going to a very expensive football game still like inaccessible to lots of people but a regular season but popular football game very expensive galactic star cruiser was like going to the super bowl like Mm. it was like and maybe maybe it should have been marketed that way of uh, mm. This is a mega event. This is this price is going to keep people out. But I mean, that that to me is the big challenge, honestly, with lots of Star Wars stuff. Uh, we've talked about it. We've we experienced it with Celebration. Celebration excel, itself mm-hmm. has the that this warm, loving vibe of everyone's welcome. If you can afford it, which most yeah. people can't. Many people can't. Uh, Celebration yeah. is hard to get to regular old galaxy's edge uh on either coast is mm-hmm. extremely hard to get to and that's always going to have a tension with it's star wars star wars mm-hmm. is for everyone it's welcoming to everyone and maybe galactic star cruiser was just um it, it's it it couldn't it could not possibly be available to everyone and there's that tension of how do you for for other yeah. uh products experiences yeah, if you're a James Bond fan, they, they can be like, yeah, come sleep in a gold hotel for James Bond night. And, yeah. you know, and, and it yeah. is a million dollars. Too bad. That's the aesthetic of James Bond. Uh, it's a harder sell when it is Star Wars. And that yeah. that tension is really palpable here. Yeah, I, I think I've well said runs runs all through it and runs through all the discussions uh, uh, around it. Um you know, uh, who knows what the future holds. And like I said, they, they rebrand this, find a way to move it out there. And like I said, I, I still believe you'll, you'll look back and, and, and say, Hey, a lot of things came from this. Uh, and that's just, uh, you know, from outsider's perspective, not an Imagineer myself here, of course. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah. So um, there we go, folks. There we go. Uh, the Halcyon um, is uh, going, I think, September 28th, the last ride. Uh, I think it's uh, mostly booked up till then. But hey, if you've experienced something on there and had some fun memories made, let us know. We'd love to share those and keep uh, keep those memories and those joys alive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one other uh, mm-hmm. quick th- part of the conversation. I have no, I, I don't know where this comes from, and I wasn't able to to source it this morning. But uh, there is discussion that that part of the experience of Galactic Star Cruiser, the sort of the larger uh, lounge with singing in that, uh, was maybe supposed to be a part of Galaxy's Edge. In it, if that's true, I, I do support that. I think Galaxy's Edge could use a, a more yeah. open i love Oga's cantina but it's hard to get into <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and having a larger more accessible space would be great um in my final final thought uh on this is uh, i i i hope that disney and lucasfilm continue to work on ways to make things tiered uh to make them sort of accessible at home i mean like you you can never replace being there you you can't replace being in the the celebration room when Daisy really is announced, but making it a, a little bit more available on the internet would be great. And I think however they can do that for Galaxy's Edge, uh, for Celebration, for things like Galactic Star Cruiser, to try to make as many people feel a part of it as possible is, I think, where the focus should be. Yeah, especially on the Celebration side. And as we head to uh, Tokyo, talking about uh, hard to get to, that's a, a for some brothers, yeah, it's right there, and uh, I've even seen I've seen the Australian fans excited that it's a lot a lot quicker flight for them to get. <laughs> uh, you have to, you know, you have to plant your flag somewhere and say, "Hey, this is where it is," or "This is what the event is." This is what the cost is. Uh, totally get that, but especially on the celebration side, with the, the live stream side, uh, letting people experience it all around the world is important as well. Yeah. All right, we are going to take a quick break. More news on the way. But before we do, we got a Force Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you, yes, you, should try out on us. What do we have today, sir? I switched it up, Ken. I'm recommending The Princess and the Scoundrel by yeah. Beth Ravis. Uh, it is. It, it also got snarked on uh, mm-hmm. because a part of it does happen on uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, if I didn't know that that, part of the novel was in, intended to raise awareness, I would have no idea. It is, it is to me, pretty pretty damn seamless. And this book is just plain one of my favorite Star Wars books ever. Uh, so I highly recommend checking this one out. Check it out. I second all that. I enjoyed my experience reading that fun book. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. All right, quick break. On the other side... Uh, more news here on Force Center. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Force Center, taking a look at some Star Wars news around the galaxy. And, well, here's one question. Can one sentence be a news story? Well, yes, of course. <laughs> You've learned that. But, yes, uh, if it's Natalie Portman saying she's up for returning as Padme. Uh, this is what happened when uh, Natalie Portman appeared on GQ's Actually Me video series. Natalie Portman answered some Star Wars questions that she found online. I watched the whole segment it was it was fascinating to watch uh you know her going around the internet twitter instagram reddit finding <laughs> things said about her that's dangerous i want to know what was on the cutting room floor but she did it because now we're brave and uh she revealed some fun things um she took one of anakin's braids from attack of the clones uh, but then lost it uh which uh i feel bad you know sometimes when you lose uh, items you collect it. it it sucks um but then she came across the question of whether she would return to the role of padme she said i have no information about that no one's ever asked me to return but i'd be open to it and that's it that's it that's the story joseph that's all she said but let's have some fun thinking about this um just to hear her say that um that's quite that's been a journey i think even to that moment so how could this happen what do you think about this and what would we like to see uh, in terms of padme returning and maybe even what way what do you got 
Yeah, yeah. I, I did watch the whole thing as well. It's only like mm-hmm. eight minutes and 30 seconds or something. And uh, I, I joke about calling Natalie Portman Padme in other roles, but I think she is a phenomenal actor and a mm-hmm. fascinating person. And uh, it, it is really great uh, to hear answers about her entire career that puts all of this in context as she's looking mm-hmm. back on MCU stuff, on Black Swan, on all sorts of uh, things puts this in context of like, yes, this is one of the many things I've done, including the rap where I <laughs> make a joke about the prequels uh, in a good way on her famous uh, Saturday Night Live bit talks about all that. Uh, so yes, I would love to see Padme back and I would love to see Natalie Portman back is, is Padme huge, huge thousand times. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that there was a slim possibility of a flashback uh in the mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi series um that that would have been great from from my perspective um but mm-hmm. i think in future storytelling that we're looking at where this could maybe actually happen um there's still the uh, not confirmed reports that Hayden Christensen is in Ahsoka mm-hmm. um i think i i have always been assuming as a, a force a spirit anakin communing with Ahsoka but that and flashbacks like Obi-Wan Kenobi is possible I would love for Ahsoka to reflect on Mm. her relationship with Padme because that was formative and important and I Mm. I love how much Filoni centered that in the tales of the Jedi uh, by having Ahsoka take great personal risk (laughs) to attend Padme's funeral because she was a friend and a mentor too Uh, not just Anakin. So I would love to see a Padme flashback in this series of Ahsoka. Uh, you know, I already shot. So if so, great acting, Natalie Portman. <laughs> I'm saying no one's ever asked her to return. Uh, but if future Ahsoka storytelling certainly seems likely possible second season, possibly involved in the, the Filoni film, a new Republic film. So I would love any, any flashback related to Ahsoka seems like a good, good place. Yeah, uh, flashback and, you know, with all the technology out there, you know, uh, DAG and all those kind of things, we're about to see more of it. And, and perhaps in a way we've never seen it in, in Dial of Destiny. Uh, we got to experience it in, in, in the Kenobi series. It, it, that could be the way. You could also find another way to do it. I, I just, uh, it was, you know, she's. I, there's been other times I've heard her talk about it. And yes, you mentioned the SNL rap with the Lonely Island boys up there at SNL. Um but there, you know, there was one. I didn't have time to look it up. There was one interview a few years ago of her talking kind of about the Padme legacy. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's it's important to me as a Star Wars fan. I don't need every Star Wars actor to hang around and show up at all the conventions and and take uh, you know that kind of long term ownership on it. I, I don't need that, but it it definitely helps because of all the things we were talking about earlier—the big Star Wars family and that vibe. Um, and you haven't seen her around as much. I had heard rumor. This is total rumor, total rumors, folks. That there was there was a thought of trying to get her to Orlando in 2017, but I think uh, I think she was pregnant at the time and couldn't travel. There was that kind of stuff mm-hmm. out there. Um, but just to hear her be like, "Yeah, no, I'd be open to it." That's that's great. That's great. That's a wonderful starting point for me. This wonderful character, and I'm with you. I, I thought Kenobi could have been a spot. Ahsoka could be a spot. I don't. I'm not expecting her to be in that unless, like you said, she's pulling a fast one on us. Um, which is, you know, always possible. Ask Lars Mickelson. Um, but um, there's something about the character. I want to hear that name again. I'm I'm fine that it wasn't said, actually said in in, in Kenobi. 
Um, I think they did a good job with it. Um, but same with like Duchess of Teen, right? Sometimes even in Mando season three, it was like, say the name, say the name, just say the name. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think we, I think I need to hear the name Padme at some point. The Ahsoka series could be a place to do it. And that could maybe lead to exploring ways to bring Natalie Portman back for one, one, one final go around with uh, Padme. I really agree with you. I, I think I, I can't remember when or what I've heard Natalie Portman say about Padme, but I would imagine uh, maybe she's talked about this, but I would imagine that she's had a similar experience to Ewan McGregor of being aware that mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, the that, uh, older people <laughs> uh, were, were vocal and often cruel about their dislike of the prequels of all the generation that it was really speaking to them. Didn't, didn't have their voice yet. And now they go around and, and they see how much Padme uh, yeah. means to people. And I'm sure she, I'm sure she gets that all the time, um, which I would imagine is a positive thing. The exact same way Ewan McGregor has described, like this is really great to finally get the love <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and know that it's there. And with Padme, I think in some ways it's, it's different because Padme is, it's not different. It's it's important that women are role models, and Padme is a role model, a great role model for everyone. Um, my love of the prequels in, increased when I looked at it through the filter of Padme and listened to everything that Padme said, and realized how much Padme is the one that everyone should listen to uh, to avoid the tragedy. Um, and she's a role model for me, um, which is part of the reason I love the character. I so agree with you also. I want to see Natalie Portman back in the role, but we've now had a couple opportunities where it makes sense somewhere. I understand that sometimes you got to cut things. Sometimes there isn't room, but Rise of Skywalker did to me a great job of, of celebrating the saga and Padme felt left out of that. Um, yep, yep, not yep. Just a name drop. I didn't need a flashback or anything, but just a name drop somewhere. Um, Kenobi feels like um, she she isn't named by name, but she's, you know, celebrated and, and eulogized uh, by Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But I would still take, uh, I want to hear the P word. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear Padme. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 and, and it's almost in a weird way. Like I, this is now, you know, total just, just going in the wilds of discussion here where it's like, got to wonder why, you know, why uh, the character has, by now, I think we all realize the character has this wonderful legacy, as she should. Um, and the, those, those books came out, the E.K. Johnston mm-hmm. books. So we know there's more stories to, to have and, and more things to learn from this character. Um, you, met, you you got to see her speak one time at an event and you had said a comment on Force Center of like, it's just, she is Padme, right? Uh, uh, and kind of always was there's some great behind the scenes revenge of the sith stuff uh maybe even now probably earlier probably attack the clone stuff i think with padme and it or with natalie portman there i did it natalie portman um talking about padme and even then she had a, a handle on the character and i think she was very much that character in terms of her uh investment in the world at large so um uh, yeah, to find the right way and just to just to say it and to address it. I felt a lot. Yeah, the Rise of Skywalker one was 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 a swing and a miss for me too. It's the Skywalker saga. Uh, Shmi and Padme. I have a little bit to do with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to see that. Uh, I don't. I, I don't want. I, I don't like those opportunities. Uh, you know, being missed. I don't want them to continue to be missed. Yeah, no, I really agree with that, and I agree. With, I think that she is well cast because she, as a human, uh, shares some of the, the some of the traits mm-hmm. of Padme. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is just clearly just razor sharp intelligence, um, the ability to clearly communicate her thoughts, and an actual passion for 
issues and a in a desire to advocate uh, for what she believes is is right on large fundamental levels. There's that um, I can't remember which awards show it is uh, where I think it's Ron Howard she's presenting with, and she just has the and mm. now the all male nominees and yep. just like <laughs> that that's a Padme move. Uh, I'm not going to let this uh, this thing that isn't right go unspoken. Uh, I saw her at the uh, Women's March in Los Angeles right after the 2016 election. Uh, very pregnant, giving a very empowered speech. Um, and it was moving and powerful and hard to hard uh, to not uh, feel the ch- connections to the character. And mm-hmm. <laughs> my mantra for this episode, I know Padme is fictional. Don't worry about me. Uh, uh but there are those those characters who are inspiring in fiction, and then it is wonderful when the the human shares some of those vital traits. Uh, I think one of the strongest and most powerful things about Luke Skywalker is he grows from farm boy to confident Jedi master to you know, middle aged man who who needs to deal with with heartbreak. Through all of it, there's just this warm glow of kindness and i think that's mark hamill in in reality uh so just another example i think of of when a a character can be valued as a character but you can also see those traits in the person yeah 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 it it, it's all part of that star wars magic to me as well too um yeah so yeah yeah you know uh i think there's uh you know padme in animation i think with tales of the jedi there's a chance to Mm -hmm. do that but that might most likely be uh cat Tabor returning the rule but Mm -hmm. but i'd love to see um i'd love to see this happen and you know what sometimes this can be the start of it right i know you know there's hashtag make solo too there's i think rosario getting to ahsoka had a lot to do Mm -hmm. with the internet so hey this is it. If, if, if there's uh, give us more Padme stories, if that's a movement that needs to begin now, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, two other thoughts of, of her return. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're done with Luke Skywalker storytelling, whether they continue uh, with the technology they've been using or they do uh, uh, if they actually cast an actor. We've had questions and speculations about uh, will Luke be in this New Republic film that Filoni is doing mm-hmm. all that. Regardless, I don't think we're done with Luke storytelling. It would be, I think it would be phenomenal to have Luke meditate and try to see visions of his mother, like, like Leia seemed to naturally do. Uh, is has been sort of the, the, the uh, new canon idea of when, when Leia says uh, she only remembers uh, flashes, flashes images. It'd be amazing for Luke. No, I don't mean like reach out and Padme's a force spirit, but right, right. Luke meditate uh, and see, uh, like, Yoda says through, through the forest, you'll see you know, the future, the past, old friends long gone to mm-hmm. see a flash of his mother. That would be really, really powerful to just directly connect Luke to Padme. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thing I've seen some people talking about, um, well, could she play Sabe? Um, and I don't, I'm not caught up on the Vader comics, so I don't know where Sabe's story is at currently mm-hmm. in the comics. Uh, but uh, I, I'd prefer Padme, but hey, I'd, I'd take Sabe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, assuming Kira Knightley says, I was in Star Wars um, and, and doesn't want to come back. <laughs> maybe she will. Uh, maybe both of them. Yeah, no, there, there's ways to do it. The way, But it all begins with someone like her going, yeah, sure. No one's ever asked me, but I'd, I'd dance at the party. Yep. 
So there you go. That is our look at Star Wars news. Um, a lot there. I uh, hope you all uh, enjoyed our look. Let us know what you think by reaching out on Twitter. Uh, we're at Four Center Pod. We're on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. Podcast is available on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, well, just search, you'll find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Four Center. Follow me at Catnapsock or go to my website, catnapsock.com for more. Joseph, where can they find you? And if they're still looking to support the Kickstarter as those stretch goals hit, where can they go? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on the social media. My handle is at Joseph Scrimshaw on all the social media I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Mastodon, uh, all those places and yes thank you to the four center fans who have supported the nightmare adorable uh i feel incredibly grateful of how supportive everyone is of four center of the of the patreon of of youtube of just listening and sharing and i really appreciate uh the the stretching to support us doing things outside of four center when they are things that you're into um very excited about this short film i'm very excited for ken to play a role i We've worked together lots of ways, but uh, getting to direct Ken in some some scenes and and rewrite lines because I go, ah, you know, this would be really funny. I know Ken will make this line work, so I'm going to change that. That's uh, such a fun part of the process for me. Uh, We, uh, like Ken said, we're very lucky to be uh, fully funded, but we have some extremely important stretch goals. Uh, The one that we're working on right now is if we get to a stretch goal, uh, I can actually buy the camera rather than rent it which will help me learn even more about filmmaking and make more films in the future so if you're at all interested in that uh you can just go to uh, kickstarter.com and search for joseph scrimshaw and the film the nightmare adorable will pop right up there you go my friends looking forward to it looking forward to taking direction and having fun <laughs> so there you go my friends that is it for this week we'll see you next time here on force Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.